0: Did you have someone in your life that was there to encourage you when you felt like you couldn't accomplish the task? Was it your mom or dad helping you to learn a sport or a skill? Maybe a teacher encouraged you when you felt like you were a complete failure. Then, as you got older, maybe it was your spouse a friend a boss supervisor or even your pastor that came along with words of encouragement when you were going through a trial or tough situation in your life what was it in that person that they saw something in you that others or even yourself couldn't see did it almost seem like they had some sort of sixth sense or x-ray vision to detect the true potential you had to accomplish, the task that you or others couldn't detect. We all need those people in our lives that can encourage us in the difficult times that we feel like we are junk, not good enough, or any negative thoughts we have about ourselves. Now, there was somebody like this in the Bible, and in this episode, I will share the characteristics that he displayed and how we can apply them in our lives to help others, but also what to look for in someone that can bring encouragement to you. In episode 53 of The 318 Project. This is The 318 Project, a guide to equip men through godly principles and develop as husbands, fathers, and sons. And now, your host... Ryan Hare. Hello, I'm Ryan Hare, and welcome to the 318 Project. Now, you probably had someone in mind that I was describing in that intro. You and I have had that person, or maybe several people, in our lives that encouraged us in tough times. So, who was this person in the Bible, and what was so special about him? Well, you probably already guessed by the few clues in the introduction or in the title itself. When most pastors or leaders talk about encouragement in the Bible, the name that comes up most often is Barnabas. So what was so special about Barnabas? Here is a man that is mentioned in only a few chapters in the book of Acts, and then once in 1 Corinthians Galatians and Colossians, yet he had so much impact that the majority of the New Testament was written by those he encouraged. Barnabas had three key character traits that we can apply to our lives or look for in others. Barnabas was first mentioned in Acts 4, verses 36 and 37. It says his name was Joseph but that the apostles nicknamed him Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Barnabas was born from the tribe of Levi. So he was already in that priestly mode of his heritage. Yet his family had moved at some point before that because it says that he was from the island of Cyprus. In verse 37, it tells us that Barnabas sold a field that he had owned and brought the money to the apostles. This was to help with the needs of orphans, widows, and the other needs of the apostles and the church as it was growing. Here we already see that he has had an impact on the apostles in that they have given him this name of Barnabas because of how he was encouraging and uplifting to many in Jerusalem at that time. The next time we see Barnabas is in Acts chapter 9, verse 27, when he has brought Saul before the apostles and tells them of Saul's conversion, but also of his boldly preaching to the people in Damascus. Here is one of the key elements that Barnabas displayed in that he saw the change in someone's life, even when others saw their past actions and had concerns. The apostles and other Christians remembered that Saul had been seeking to kill them earlier. And we saw that with Stephen. And now he's preaching. Many felt that this might have been a trick to lure them in to capture them. But Barnabas saw the transformation in Saul's life. While preparing for this episode, I looked up to find what synonyms for encourager were. And so I looked in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and a few of them were this. It's a cheerleader, an applauder, a follower, a disciple, an advocate, an apostle, a gospeler, a supporter, promoter, friend, and even high priest. When we hear those words, we begin to see how Barnabas was called the son of encouragement now. He had those character traits that stood out to the others around him. It was those same traits that we should be looking for in those around us, those that we can call a close friend, a cheerleader, a follower. We see how a few of those words describe others in the Bible, as we saw with a disciple, an apostle, a gospeler, and a high priest, with Jesus, of course, being all of those in one. Now, going back, have you had someone in your life that could vouch for you to others, and it was like what they said carried weight as a confirmation about you? So after the stoning of Stephen, many Christians fled for fear of persecution throughout the region as the gospel spread. In chapter 11 of Acts, we see that many believers were saved in Antioch, and when the church in Jerusalem heard it, they sent Barnabas. When he saw the evidence of God's blessing, it says that he was filled with joy and encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. In verse 24, it shows you and me these three key characteristics that we should look for in those that we can call a Barnabas in our lives. Now, number one, it says he was a good man. This means he had a good and strong character. His word was his bond, and many listened when he spoke. Number two, it says he was full of the Holy Spirit. Now, you may find someone that may not be a Christian that will encourage you, but one that is full of the Holy Spirit isn't looking for an agenda of why they are doing it. Even when we read and study the Bible, it says that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. It isn't about bringing attention to oneself of what they are doing to help others, as we see in Barnabas. And number three, it says, he was strong in the faith. Barnabas had spent time in prayer and in growing and strengthening his faith. He had faced trials and tests, and it was his testimony that was one that encouraged others. It is these character traits that not only did Barnabas display, but what he also tried to instill in those that he mentored and discipled. The key person that we see him standing with, of course, was Saul or Paul. Barnabas was drawn to people he could encourage, from the Christians in Jerusalem, then in Antioch, and finally, the Christians wherever he and Paul went on their missionary journeys. The other person we see that Barnabas had an impact on was John Mark. Scripture shows that Mark and Barnabas were cousins. Mark had joined Barnabas and Paul on their first missionary trip to assist them. It was during this time when you read in Acts chapter 13 that in the beginning it talks about the diversity of the prophets and the teachers of the church of Antioch and that through prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit says this, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. As you continue to read in chapter 13, you see that Barnabas is mentioned first. This was usually an indication of who the leader of the group was. But in verse 13, Paul is now mentioned first, and this indicates a change in leadership. Now, nowhere do we see that Barnabas was upset or discouraged in this transition. However, we do see that at this time in the trip that Mark decides to return home as Paul and Barnabas continue on. Again, there are many different reasons of why Mark might have left. Some say he was homesick. Some said he was even upset of this change in leadership. Whatever reason, he leaves them. Later, we see that after Paul and Barnabas have preached in Derb, Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, that they strengthen and encourage the believers to continue in the faith while reminding them that they would be facing trials and persecution. The last time that we read of Barnabas in Acts is in chapter 15, verses 36 through 41. At this time, Paul and Barnabas were about to begin their second mission trip when Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them again. Now, Paul was upset that Mark had left them before and didn't want him to come along. This led to a disagreement and they separated and went their separate ways with Barnabas taking Mark with him and Paul taking Silas. We see that in all that had happened before, Barnabas saw something in Mark that was special and he continued to encourage and strengthen him. We never read what he did to help Mark, but we later see in 2 Timothy 4, verse 11, when Paul tells Timothy to bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. And that is what mentoring and discipleship is about seeing the potential in others, even if it means that they surpass you and your accomplishments. Barnabas wasn't about what his goals were, but to further the kingdom of God and the believers. And if that meant taking the backseat to Paul, then that was his role to continue while strengthening those he was with. These same traits we see passed down to Paul in his writings, to Timothy, Titus, and several of the churches that he did to encourage them. In all of this, it becomes a twofold action. While Paul may have been looking and praying for someone to encourage him, Barnabas was looking for those he could encourage. He had something in him that he wanted to share with others. From that, we see how Paul then encouraged Silas, Timothy, and Titus to then be able for them to encourage those later on after them in the churches they were with. That is what you and I are called to do. Not only look for those that can be an encouragement to us, when we are struggling or facing a crisis, but to also then be an encouragement to others to help them grow in their faith, even in a time of crisis. This is so vital in discipleship that you see something in someone, whether it's a calling, a gift, a talent, skill, or an anointing and then pouring into their life to help develop and see what God has for each person. This is important for you too. When someone sees something special about your life that God may have for you, that he will send that person to speak into your life. And that was key in my life that I've had a few men that have come into my life and spoken words of encouragement, but also at times word of correction in love to help me grow. They saw something in me that at the time I didn't see in myself of what God had for me. I didn't see that potential. Even now at times, I have those moments and thoughts that I'm not good enough, smart enough. I'm not talented as others. I'm too shy, or I'm not connected with the right people to make an impact or get to what goal I feel that God has for me. But yet God reminds me through those Barnabases in my life that it isn't about those things, but that I am faithful to him, having a good character, full of the Holy Spirit to hear what God is telling me. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope that it has been an encouragement to you, and I want you to take the time this week to pray and ask God to show you those that can be a Barnabas to you, but also who you can be a Barnabas to them. And as always, if you can take the time to rate and leave a review of what you think about this episode and podcast on those platforms that allow you to leave a review, this will be helpful to spread the podcast and help others to find it. Also, if you can share it with others to help encourage them, it would be great. The goal is, of this is to help mentor, disciple, encourage others to grow in their faith and in their walk with God. And men, as always, I want you to have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining on this adventure of integrity and honor in godly masculinity. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other men. And remember to keep building faithful men.